Alright guys, we are back. How's everybody doing? Kyla, Mike? I'm good. How are you, Brad? I'm pretty good. What is, what is, what is, what is... You're just gonna keep uh, not talking, doing gestures. That's great for the people that are only listening to us. Oh, no. Wow. Okay, so hey, he's hey, miming. I'm just trying to support our mime community. Oh, wait. Damn it, I'm talking. Wow. Wrong, dude, wrong, wrong kind of performance art that we're gonna, uh, trying to talk about here. Okay, <laughs> no, nobody actually your, cares about, about mimes. Podcast? <laughs> Don't let the mimes hear that. Nobody listens to those anyway. I mean, what? Who's going to complain? Honestly, if the mimes have a problem, who's really going to complain? I mean, they can still type. <sighs> a, I mean, sure, but... Slippery slope that eh. you're playing with their guys. <laughs> Alright, guys. Uh, so, thank you all for joining us on this wonderful Sunday afternoon. Uh, we know it's a little bit um, not our typical time to stream these days, uh, but we definitely love having you here. Uh, Mike, we got your sister and uh, Kyla, your mom, already jumping in, both saying hi. So, Always. hello. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, it's been a minute. Uh, we, we've been off for about a week, but uh, we're back now. And just in time to be able to talk about something that's super timely and not, uh, what, three, four weeks late to get to the table on. Um, Hamilton. gave people time to watch it, okay, Brad? Oh. <laughs> gave people time to watch it because there are other people still having to work like during this this hectic time too. So I mean, I mean, they sure. need I feel like we're like three hours Microsoft to sit down and watch like, it. So <laughs> I feel like we're like Microsoft with about half of our operating systems, like, oh. or like Apple with most of their phone features, or the Zoom. Uh, uh, uh Android. <laughs> anyway. Uh, with Should. that, guys, as Should always, if this is your first time to watch us, thank you for joining us. We absolutely appreciate it. Uh, please do not forget, if you're watching us over on Facebook, to like the video and follow us over on Facebook. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, please do not forget to like the video and subscribe on YouTube, because it appeases our Google overlords. And, of course... If you like watch, uh, checking us out but don't always have time for our videos, you can listen to us over on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher because we're all the places all the time. Sorry, Brad. They're, they're the only like, overlord that I recognize is Skynet. I mean, actually, Skynet does exist. They're just a Chinese company, which these Called days TikTok? feels kind of... No, no, there actually is a company over in China called Skynet. They, they thought it would be a, 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 a good tribute to uh, make a bad thing good now. Although these days I feel like it's all kind of the same thing at this point. Fair. So. Especially if it's Fair. coming. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm. We're not getting political. I'm just going to sit over here. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> nope. Although, although we're talking about something that is actually very political. So I feel like uh, it's yeah. more appropriate than ever that I get on my soapbox. Hey, we got Hector over in the Facebook comments showing Aww, the uh, Android love. Hey, how you doing, Hector? Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, we did so say Skynet. We are going to be talking about TikTok being shut down, right? That's that's what we're talking about today? No, no, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about that at another time. And uh, at that point, okay. we're also going to be addressing uh, my recent uh, newfound addiction for TikTok. Uh, I told you. Did I not tell yeah. you? You just had to like let the algorithm speak to you, and then it was going to like give you the things you didn't know that you needed, and then you'd be scrolling for hours. <laughs> Turns out hey, a Brad. lot of D and D humor. Go figure. See, hey, like, Brad. Uh, hey, really quick. <laughs> um, humor. It's great. Like, remember, remember what she did to me with pops. Okay, you say what she did to you. Let's be honest. You did that one to yourself. She just encouraged um i, I started it by accident started the whole thing <laughs> yeah but before we digress too much on a tangent uh we completely <laughs> forgot to introduce ourselves 
I'm Brad, uh, that's Mike, that's Kyla, we're Hi. Dallas Geek. Hi, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we, we don't know who she is, she just showed up. Yeah. That's a complete lie, I just, we haven't done a video together and since my hair was purple, I think, so. Yeah. And so, like, I've, I've a little bit of a different background for Kyla this time, because somebody mm -hmm. had to go back to get ready for the start of classes soon. Uh, well, I thought I thought, she, had to be I thought we were gonna say teacher. she had to go back to her. I thought we had to say I thought we were gonna say she had to go back to her 15 year old uh, bedroom. I don't know what you're talking about. I almost swore there. I don't have a sensor button. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I like my room. Okay. Yeah. Jesus, is there? So just really, just really curious. Over your right shoulder, where the camera can't see, is there a My Chemical Romance poster? No, it's a tarot card uh, tapestry. No, no, where the it's camera's cut off. What are you talking about? That, she doesn't get the... Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so let's go ahead and jump into what we're actually talking about you're lucky today. You're pretty. Because, you're lucky you're pretty. you know, tangents. Um, Hamilton. So, uh, yes. With, Hamilton. <laughs> with the, uh, the the ever increasing need for things to watch and entertain ourselves during the event that shall not be named out of fear that YouTube will uh, block us. Uh, yeah. Wait, what if we Disney what if we came in it like a Harry Potter spell? Could we say it then? Uh. Okay, so, no, well, no, because then Twitter will get mad at us for even mentioning Harry Potter right now. Uh, so let, let's just go ahead and say Disney came in clutch with uh, the, the Broadway love for Hamilton. Uh, how this, I, I don't know, honestly, I, I have not been able to find in the details if this was always intended to be a Disney thing or if uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda just was very... Uh, um, insightful okay. about trying to get this on camera and Disney came so, in after the fact I got, but I know stuff, so, I know stuff. So, Disney paid a lot of money okay so I, I do know this one so Lin-Manuel Miranda in an interview with I believe it was oh gosh who was it I don't want to say Vogue because I'm going to be wrong but he was in an interview they asked him if um how they felt about it and they heard about a recording he said well what he did was that he wanted the original production to be captured on video um he wasn't quite mm -hmm. sure what to end up doing with it so three days before the broadway debut they did their recordings mm -hmm. put it all together and everything like that because if you notice there's a couple of jumps where like eliza's wearing a necklace but she's not wearing a necklace in this scene is because they were shot mm -hmm. on three different days and then he mm -hmm. said it was put into a vault to later be brought out whenever the opportunity was right for people to actually be able to enjoy the original intended Broadway production of Hamilton and that's what we got. So it wasn't always nice. intended oh, to be Disney, only... but it was always intended to be released at some point or another. So Nice. And all it took I do was know a... that one. Can I, can I say the P word, Brad? Uh, I feel like that actually sounds worse than the actual thing, so please just, just let, let's end the suspense. Pandemic. Yeah. Oh, that P word. Okay, I was like... That, that's are you that's all about? it took was us being locked inside our houses for a month. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, Disney paying gonna... seven figures. I mean, what else are you gonna do with three hours of your time in the evening? Um. Yeah, well, that's fair. Three hours of your time, well spent, with one of the best things that has maybe Whoa, ever. Can come we out of this? Uh, we can show enough of it because it's less than thirty seconds. <laughs> so yeah, and okay. there's no audio. Uh, I, I, I was even afraid. I, to, the... I, I was oh, honestly God. even afraid to use the Alexander Hamilton uh, audio just because I didn't want that to get flagged. But this is yeah, I just I, theoretically safe. I just don't want the mouse to come after us. That's all. Nah, this is usually pretty safe for trailers. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. No. It, I mean, they do have they do have seven figures worth of money to make up for. Oh, they're they're Which making. I'm pretty up sure for they it. have. <laughs> oh, Hector! Oh, bad looking out! You still haven't seen it, dude. You need to. It's amazing. Really, truly amazing. Uh but no, this this uh yeah, like I said, this may be one of the best things that's come out of uh, Broadway ever. Definitely in the last 
mm, 10 years. And that's saying uh, Book of Mormon came been, out in the last 10 years, didn't it? I said what I said. Wow. <laughs> I mean, okay. yes, Book yes. of Mormon did well at the Tonys, but this won all the Tonys. Uh, and is up all for Lin-Mail, all the Oscars. Miranda, just like all of that. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I don't think it can qualify for any Oscars, can it? Doesn't it? I no. I thought I read somewhere that that because of the style of recording or whatever it was that it doesn't, it can't qualify for any Oscars. Well, I think that Y'all is keep completely unfair, and that uh, that needs to change. But didn't Jersey Boys also come out in the last decade? Like I said, I said what I said. I'm not taking it back. Um, wow. <laughs> But with that, uh, yeah, we will uh, go ahead and jump on in. So the casting for this may have been uh, some of the best uh, casting for each of the characters I've seen. Uh, And there were a few of them in there that lyrically, I don't know how anybody could have kept up with what they were supposed to do. Yeah, like, that's, like, that's what's so... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just looked it up. It Mm -hmm. can't win any Oscars, but it has a shot at the Emmys. Specifically, it says it had planned a theatrical release in October of 2021 before dropping it early on its streaming service, but it's not enough to qualify it for Oscar consideration. Though eligibility rules were amended in April to allow films with planned theatrical release to compete, compete, according to the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, recorded stage productions are not eligible for consideration. But it can go up for an Emmy. There you go. That's just totally unfair. All of the Emmys. (laughs) It needs to. It really needs to. Which means Uh, we won't get any EGOT winners out of this, unfortunately. (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean, I I will say that one of the most surprising things that came out of this was finding out that the third song and uh, maybe the most popular song for this entire show, uh, My Shot. Uh, mm. took about a year to write because mm. it was so long and lyrically complex. Um, yes. And oh my gosh, honestly, yes. I, I've heard so many different versions of it uh, since the original cast album, uh, which I was obsessed with for the longest time uh, until I finally got to he see was the people. stage performance. He was. And honestly, I can't I can't imagine anybody else seeing this other than Lin-Manuel Miranda. His voice just fits the cadence so well. Um, yeah, I, nobody else quite fits it right. It's just so him and perfect. Yeah. Well, it's a, that's his style in a lot of the songs that he, write, he writes because I did some digging and apparently... There's lots of songs that he's written that I apparently absolutely adore and had no idea, so. Oh, yeah. Like no, what? I've done some learning. Like what? Well, How Far I'll Go from Moana and You're Welcome from Moana. Well, he did He did the soundtrack <laughs> from Moana. Uh, yeah, plus, like, we just like those two, it, like, I love those songs. And also, Shiny. So. <laughs> plus, if you are a Broadway fan, uh... Even if you haven't seen the play, you've almost definitely heard some of the songs from In the Heights. And Mm -hmm. that is another one that the cadence, everything about Hamilton, the cadence of uh, all the songs from In the Heights feels very reminiscent from this. Like, he has a style. Didn't he also do Bring It On the Musical? I think he did. I will double check that. Is that one we want to give him credit for? Uh, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Fair. Uh, you know what? I do not know. Uh, Kyla, I will let you figure out if he did or not. Yeah, Tom Kitt and Lin-Manuel and Miranda, so. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I gotta say, though, um, Man, the, the main cast, uh, specifically uh, the pairing of David Diggs, uh, Chris Jackson, Lin-Manuel, and Les- uh, Leslie Odom Jr., 
uh, mm-hmm. were fantastic together for so many of the scenes. Uh, and honestly, seeing, while I enjoyed Anthony Ramos uh, in this as um, both John Lawrence and uh, Philip Hamilton, mm-hmm. seeing his bits from the trailer for the upcoming movie, In the Heights, and seeing what he can uh, come across as when he's featured more prominently kind of made me sad that he wasn't more prominent in Hamilton because, I mean, it's just every one of those guys, their their grasp of the control of the stage, especially such a small, confined uh, stage setup is amazing. <laughs> Mike, oh, I'm nail on I, head I, I, there, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna contribute a little bit more than that, Kyla. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I, I, there's, I'm sorry if he says like it messing, very poignantly. Messing. Do I need to be redundant? Messing. No, look, I. Uh, there was so much about this performance and this presentation that was just. Everything from the revolving stage so that it actually gave you a forced different perspective for certain scenes. Like, it wasn't just a flat two-dimensional, here's how we're... Like, there were certain things, like, every time that he or somebody had an encounter with death, how everything would freeze, and the stage would revolve around to show, like, the world still spinning, even though time was, like, frozen to them in that moment kind of sense, was Mm -hmm. absolutely brilliant. The fact that they had that sense of presentation for it mm-hmm. like because this could have been a very flat just we're just going to go out there and we're going to do it and we're we're up here you guys are down there and we're just watching us no they wanted to actively give you a presentation that mm-hmm. made you have a sense of being in a three-dimensional space with them while they were performing yeah i mean i think one no, of the I most will... well-known movie versions of a Broadway play is maybe Cats and while that is an easy go to example and Rent um, both of those (laughs) stage videos only have so much to contribute compared to the in-person experience this really did feel more like close and personal with the performances and yeah, right, the, the right. stage, uh, the way the stage functioned made a massive difference for that. The overall set yeah. layout as well. Oh, go ahead, Kyla. Go ahead. I was going to say, so set layout, yes. Um, I don't know exactly what you're going to say about that, but it was... <sighs> I was reading somewhere about how the transition of how the set kind of changed over time was supposed to show how time was passing going from like a mostly wooden structure to kind of like seeing brick being added onto it to like slightly more metal being introduced into the seat the set production but i was actually gonna go back and you mentioned when anyone actually had a brush with death i noticed it but i thought maybe i was crazy that there's actually a character like one of the ensemble cast members who represents death every, every single time. time was death it was the yep. same cast member and she mm-hmm. was supposed to represent yep. that and i was like that is so cleverly done to like put that in there just beautiful beautiful yeah and honestly uh ariana debose did an amazing job with that uh and i i didn't even realize that that was what was happening uh, at first uh because i had been so used to the just the the soundtrack of it that it actually took me until the second viewing of uh the performance to actually realize that that's what was happening with that that it was actually the embodiment of death or as they put it the embodiment of the bullet uh from the moment yeah. when right. uh she as an ensemble member is killed at the beginning of the revolution uh from that moment yep. on every time she's on stage she is showing some foreshadowing of death uh with mm-hmm. every action she does even to the point where the rest of the ensemble uh starts to take on her movements uh, when it's getting closer to the time of somebody's death compared to all the rest yep. of the time when her movements are primarily separate from the rest of the ensemble. Yeah, like, I didn't catch it until I think Philip's death is when I was like, wait a minute, 
And then at the very end, sorry, spoilers here. If you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it. I apologize here. It's also partially, you know, American history, but there's little pieces that you might be getting spoiled for. That should be understood. But As nonetheless. somebody that studies history, <laughs> nobody cares about it, so. <laughs> oh, I mean. Sorry. Um, but I, I saw her with, I was like, hasn't she been popping up a lot? And then I really noticed it with mm -hmm. the final shot at Lin at Alexander Hamilton. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I wonder, or if it's just yeah, coincidence, or if it was something else. But then after reading, I was like, oh, okay. So it wasn't a little bit crazy for catching it. And then upon rewatching, I was like, oh, she's everywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, the reason why it took me until the second viewing to realize that's what was happening was because, uh, ev so because it is such a small cast, including the ensemble, uh, like they intentionally kept the entire thing to a bare minimum number of people that had to be involved so they could try to uh, increase how fluid everything can move around. Um, so I just got like used to seeing- people? Uh, Keep talking. It is. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it may be like 20, 25 people max. Um, but no, I, I just got so used to seeing members of the ensemble uh, randomly jumping out as like one-off characters for this scene or that scene that it just didn't occur to me that she was consistent throughout the entire thing. Uh, and it really did uh, take me watching it two times just to go, wait, nobody else does that. Like nobody else seems to be consistent with what they're doing it's all just kind of all over the place but that it was very very impressive with just the overall presentation of the the movement of the story um, but speaking of story and uh, incredible performances the Skylar sisters uh, I mean Peggy uh, Angelica and Eliza, otherwise known as um, Jasmine Jones, uh, Philippa Sue, and uh, where did she? Ah, Renee uh, Elise Goldsberg, uh, Gold Goldsberry. Good lord! Um, amazing, amazing casting choices. Uh, I loved Philippa Sue as uh, Eliza. She was incredible with it, but it actually took me a second to uh, place why Angelica looked so familiar until I realized she was in uh, both seasons of Altered Carbon. And ah. it, it dawned on me, oh my gosh, that's why uh, she just looks like, yeah, because I was just yeah. watching it. <laughs> um, and it's 28, by the way, including ensemble. Ah, there we go. So, there we go. Yeah, twenty-eight, including ensemble with um, oh words. I think it was ten, is what I counted named cast members. Yeah. That played obviously double roles and everything else, and then the rest of it was just ensemble. And speaking of double roles, I think we would be incredibly remiss if we did not uh, show a little bit of love for Dippy Diggs, uh, yes. going back and forth between uh, Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson. He, aside from uh, Lynn manuel himself, I think David had the other most difficult sets of lyrics in the the entire performance. I mean, especially uh, okay, sorry, sorry. I was fits. dealing, I was dealing with, with work. It, what did uh, I miss? I would, I would David with Angelica Amazing. on that one. No, you didn't, you didn't get the reference that I was. Uh, oh, good Lord, really? That's... <laughs> to second, I'm just I got so you. used. I'm so Go used ahead. to you just checking out during these things for uh, random work things. I I just assumed. <laughs> it, it it was a little bit too too uh, on the nose of <laughs> reality. It's okay. Yes, it's, it was it's... very on the nose, which is why I used the exact wording. What did I miss? When we were talking about the guy that sang the song. What did I miss? <laughs> So yeah, uh, that that song's really fun, as well as yeah. your pun there was was great, 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 great reference that there. That was a pun. Um, but I would go ahead. 
I was gonna say, is that a pun? Would we would yeah. we qualify that as a pun? I, I said I also called it reference. No Play on words. Ins insertion. Jokes. Yeah. Sure. Hey, this is a PG uh, show. You can't say the word in. Well, you know. That's why I had to add the in jokes because someone <laughs> would take it wrong. Um, sure. I would no, I would argue with you on. Yeah. So yes, David Diggs had some incredibly hard lines, but do we want to talk about Angelica and some of the songs that she sings? Where I think mm. one what was it clocked at? <sighs> There's one song well, she sings. So I think is clocked in at like 72 words in one minute. Yeah. Well, I mean, just uh, take the height of Guns and Ships and the fact that yep. not only did he have to uh, speed up to that uh, to as fast as he was going during that piece, mm -hmm. but he also had to keep his French accent, which was yeah. not easy to begin with. I'll give you I mean, so one of the things I think that gets lost, too, is before we start going off into how well other characters did... I think the thing that gets lost to you is the, the, the actors that were pulling double duty. Mm. Mm. It's mm -hmm. hard enough to pull double duty, but when you're also playing characters that are completely and totally opposite of each other, how mm. they carry yes. themselves, different accents, different enunciations of words and everything like that. Yeah. And then you add in singing to that. And also like, yeah. like that singing is and the mannerisms. Absolutely and, yeah. incredible the amount of it, talent it takes to pull double duty in that context. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, take, and I know I'm uh, gonna butcher his name. Uh, nope. Nope, not even gonna try to say that one. Uh, the <laughs> guy that played Hercules Mulligan and James Madison. Um, yeah. Yeah, not, not, uh, I'm not gonna insult him enough to butcher his name like that. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know my limits. So is it more of an um, insult if you butcher his name, or is it more of an insult if you don't even try it? I will try it after I hear somebody else tell me how it's supposed to be pronounced. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I, I mean, you want to talk about some, uh, I mean, that, that was another one that playing Double Duty had, like, diametrically different mm -hmm. attitudes from Hercules Mulligan, his as he said, DMX-inspired uh, performance versus James Madison that was much you know, more matter-of-fact. If it makes you feel better, he also goes by the name Oak. Which would make sense, because that man is built like a tree. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I think... Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I think the characters... I made, I made, I made Brad break! <laughs> Do I get the gold no, star No, look, today? I think... I think the actor... Well, no, you don't get a gold star because you missed the what did I miss. Um, you are automatically disqualified for a gold star. Ah, um, uh, well. No, look, the actor... Uh, like, I, I just don't think that can be stated enough how difficult it is to pull double duty like that. Yeah. In a production like this. Like, that is oh, something yeah. I feel like is getting overshadowed big time by, like, by the performance of other characters and by oh, other sure, actors sure, sure. not to take anything away from anybody but like no damn, like i i will like, say i don't think i realize how difficult that is oh no it's, it's extremely difficult like it took me i i will say i felt super dumb until like the last little bit of you seeing is it Mar is it maria the one huh? he has the affair with Oh, yeah. mistress! Uh, it took me till the end of like seeing her when yeah. she's finally walking off stage. I was like, "Wait, that was Peggy!" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Maria. Reynolds. I felt very dumb because of how yeah. much of a character shift that she had from just seeing her with the Skylar sisters mm -hmm. and then going to that. I was like, "Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay." Because like of how well yep. she presented herself to have two roles that I was just enamored with that I didn't realize it was the same actress until the end of it. I was like, "Oh, oh." oh. It's also it's it also says a lot to the production that you had entire sections of the show that were being narrated and seen from different characters' perspectives. Like Aaron Burr yeah. is the overall narrator of it, and as you progress through it and his feelings and his admiration 
and his respect for Alexander Hamilton dissipates into what is essentially hate and jealousy. His lyrics change when he's talking about him in the introduction to new scenes, the way that he carries himself when Alexander Hamilton is brought up by other characters completely changes to, um, like you said, when Angelica first introduces him to Liza and it kind of, you have that, that really fantastic musical moment of, um, you'll never be satisfied. And then how they reprise it later on in the movie after everything that's happened. And you see it from the perspective of, oh, she was right. And now he's reprising it and that, oh, she was right. Maybe there was an F world for both of us. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like it's, it, 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 yes. I, there's so much brilliance in this production in terms of yeah. stuff that happens at the beginning being called back at the end and the progression of everything going through, referencing everything that started where it started to where it ended. Yeah. And I, I do have to say, the. I know it's been mentioned many times before, especially by uh, Lynn himself, but the the true guts that it took to make an entire musical around our first sec- uh, treasury secretary uh, mm-hmm. and use the, uh, the origins of our nation as the framing device around his mm-hmm. story uh, right. was, I mean, who was ever going to be begging for that story? I mean, I don't know about you, but I remember back like in every history class I ever took, Alexander Hamilton was barely a footnote in most of the classes mm-hmm. and anything about Aaron Burr, uh, the most that came up was A, he shot Alexander Hamilton, shot Alexander and Hamilton. B, yep. he <laughs> had a temper and um, you know, mm-hmm. it was a thing. Maybe if you were lucky, you got the extra tidbit about him uh, losing all of his money at the end of his life and having to uh, rely on the generosity of uh, Thomas Jefferson to uh, just make it to the end. But that was only if you were really lucky and had a a history teacher that just liked those extra tidbits. But, I mean, it was all just so glossed over most of the time. I mean, if I can get on a soapbox here for a minute. No, please. So, like, it's it's so funny because, like, so many people when it came out were like, let's break down the historical accuracy. Like, really? We want to break down the historical accuracy of a over-stylized Broadway musical about... Like, I think it's funny that people read too much into stuff, but at the same time, like, obviously they Hollywooded up a lot of stuff in this, but there was stuff that was very accurate that doesn't really get talked about. Like, the fact that we have a musical around a man that was the first Secretary of Treasury, but yet was the right hand to George Washington in the lead-up to the Revolution, so much so that he actually refused to put him on the battlefield because he thought that his mind and his voice were more suited for what was coming after the Revolution, and that was too important to lose during the Revolution. Like you said, like, Hamilton's a footnote to a lot of what's taught in schools but like historians sit there and say like he was anything but a footnote like and i think it's also very telling that like at the end of the play all of the characters in character are sitting there talking about everything that he did for the country and it's like thomas jefferson saying like man i couldn't (laughs) dismantle his i couldn't dismantle his uh banking system yeah. yeah, he's like, I tried. He's like, I couldn't. I yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like, trust me, I tried. <laughs> yeah, and if you remember back that's to another thing classes, too is... there was a lot of time during the Jefferson administration that he did actively try to change the way that uh, national commerce happened. And it mm-hmm. the, the whole need for, uh, you know, a, a national bank, a, a unified method of currency and uh, financial transactions uh just stuck too well um yeah no it, yeah, it, look I, there's a lot about everything that we see today that is only here because of what alexander hamilton put in place and it was also they really did a really good job of portraying how much certain characters absolutely hated each other oh yeah like hamilton and jefferson hated each other 
Aaron Burr and Thomas Jefferson hated each other. Like, that is something that gets very wishy-washy to over. Again, not to get on a soapbox or anything. But, like, these were human beings. These were people. They carried grudges. They hated each other. They were insecure. They wanted power. But, like, that's also also something that it does a really good job of is Washington is, like, this holier-than-thou figure for some people in the historical community. And it does a really good job of humanizing him, but at the same time, it still leaves him on that pedestal of being a holier-than-thou character. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing that... It's had to be addressed a lot lately, uh, because there have been so many articles that have tried to point out the fact that, ooh, ooh, you glossed over this part of the history. You glossed over the fact that Jefferson was a slave owner. Uh, You glossed over the fact that Washington was a slave owner. You glossed over the fact Mm -hmm. that uh, the the Schuylers built their wealth on slave trading. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just Mm -hmm. missed all this, even though, yes, technically, there's only so much history that you can cram into a single musical, but also, uh, this was meant to be a very specific message, uh, mm-hmm. trying to show the the ideal of what America could be based on that initial promise, rather than the cold, hard reality of what it really was uh, in all of its dirty truth. Because, yeah, if you want that you can get it but that's not the point of the story and i mean talk about washington we're actually getting some washington love here in uh the the facebook comments um the, i loved washington in the play yeah, yeah i thought seeing, that was a fantastic portrayal no seeing chris jackson uh, as george washington really put that gravitas into the performance even while uh, at the same time as humanizing him and that was kind of the point because mm-hmm. yeah there were flaws obviously mm-hmm. half of the musical was based around character flaws but mm-hmm. you need something to be able to look up to i mean the whole point yep. of n- not trying to cast the cast on the fact that everybody was actually white people and the uh, the musical is you know not is to try to show that we as America can be better than the truth of our origins. Did, we, we don't have to be true to that. Say Did I miss like, something? They weren't all white what? people? Did I miss something? The, the All the actors play? weren't white? I mean, Jonathan Groff was, uh, but you know. Uh, how, how oh, wait, you, no. How I'm sorry. I just. Portrayed the king. Sorry. I just. It doesn't matter. Jesus. It was a blind casting for a reason. Like, who gives a crap of what they look like if they can deliver that performance for you and get you enamored so much that you fall in love with the characters? Someone like King, uh, someone like the King of England, whom we hated at the time. I'm gonna tell you it right now. Jonathan Groff was my favorite piece in the entire musical. I <laughs> I probably listened to. <laughs> I yes. know him I just, like I three know... times a day. Like. <laughs> I just want to know where Sven was. <laughs> because reindeers are better than people. I'm, yeah. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. In every sense. But uh, because people no, but this was you and burn you and cheat you. But like, look, I think I don't like. Like I said, I don't want to get political because this was yeah. just supposed to be. an overall look at the performance and everything but like it's very telling that like you said the story was told from a perspective of these are flawed human beings they were flawed Mm -hmm. human beings in a flawed time but these are still human beings that accomplished something that what a fraction of any amount of the population that will ever live could do yeah they started a like they started started a a country country like <laughs> yeah it's hard to get past that um did a government system yeah. from like literally the ground up like <laughs> and, and look and Meanwhile, people like to and like you but like ground up <laughs> yeah but like you said yeah. like you know like there's been a lot of bashing of jefferson and washington lately yeah but like are are we just going to overlook the fact that somebody like george washington was given absolute power and voluntarily gave it up yeah, no, I mean, 
they pointed out in, uh, in the show that was completely unheard of at the time and honestly even now is still seen as one of the most radical ideas in history. That this I mean, man literally served his time, served his country, helped, helped found his country. And then when it got to the point, he said, it's my time to step away and let others carry us into the future. Yeah, even when the uh, the whole public was demanding that he stick around, that he practically be crowned the new American king, he he knew it was time He's to like, move no. on. Didn't no, we, you, got, you guys are kind of... Didn't we just yeah, leave kinda, that idea? I'm good. <laughs> exactly. That's what, you guys are missing the whole point of what we just did, aren't y'all? <laughs> Yeah. Like, do you do you not remember eight years ago? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, did, did, but like, did you remember what happened? Because, uh... <laughs> and then you know the the issue with the slavery as well. It's Washington and Jefferson both, when they left office, still actually tried to do stuff to combat it. Yeah. They I tried mean, to present it through the legislature and let the life. populace vote on it and abolish it. Yeah. But they realized that. They could for they couldn't force through a law to abolish it. Yeah, and, and one of the things that the play really does point out um, is the paramount importance uh, during the drafting of the Constitution of the Federalist Papers, and uh, mm -hmm. just how influential that yep. was on the process. Once again, another piece of history that tends to get glossed over in a lot of history classes, yep. um, and. Yes, uh, having John Jay uh, jump in and uh, try to uh, put in some of his opinions, uh, similar at, like John Lawrence trying to point out that slavery needed to be something that was short-lived. Um, having Alexander Hamilton try to point that out too, uh, unfortunately only went so far, but to just really point out that there is a an accurate document that you can go back and see the thought process of some of the uh, minds behind the Constitution and what was happening at the time to give context to it, uh, it is just great to have pointed back out. And once uh, going to another theme of the show, how adamant Hamilton was about being as creative and, and uh, influential in the whole creation process for the nation, uh, pointing out that, yes, out of the 80, what was it, 85 uh, essays that created the Federalist Papers, he wrote 51 of them. Uh, he was yep. one of the, uh, the people that ma helped make the Constitution. He helped create our uh, economic system as we know it. He helped to uh, try to influence the initial legal basis for our nation. He he helped create the idea of our uh, country during the revolution. He, he did so much to see how much one person has the ability to influence an entire nation if the will is there is, it's an incredible thing to be reminded of, especially yeah. now. Yeah. You know, the individual means something, and it, it's a good message to have. Yeah, like, that's that's another thing that it tackled really well. It's, I'm trying to remember what the line is. Aaron Burr would always say to him, what is it, why do you, why do you write like Why do you write going, like you're like, running out of time? Thank you. Like, that Just... is who the man was. Like, he was somebody that had to constantly put ideas out there and challenge himself and challenge the notion of things because I don't have all the time in the world to do it. In the beginning like, of the that's... play, Aaron Burr tries to tell him that like you should talk less and just mm -hmm. as he puts it, smile more. Uh, yep. <laughs> and try to Like a modern politician. Like, you know, Oh. Exactly. <laughs> that weird. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. Kind of like Aaron Burr's, you know, the modern politician. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but he was so always he was doing writing, it back like, then. You know is what? it really no. modern? I mean, he led the way for it, <laughs> so maybe it's just outdated at this point, and they're just cop following his footsteps. I, I did see. I did. I did see a great meme. It was. 
if anybody ever tells you that the current political climate in the U.S. is the most vitriolic and combative that it's ever been, just calmly remind them that at one point, the vice president of the United States shot and killed the former secretary of the treasury in a duel. (laughs) (laughs) I was just kind of like, holy (sighs) hell, that is so brilliant. (laughs) <laughs> literally what like two miles away from where his son was killed too like that's yes. a no i think it was on the spot a, wasn't it it yeah, was really it, it, close it was, to it yeah it was like yards yeah. away from yeah and, and i mean just one of the things that uh the play really does uh point out and obviously certain creative liberties were taken with certain verbiages from uh some of the letters uh, that were recounted during the show, um, but it really does uh, kind of go to show the level of language that had been the norm for political speech versus now, and the the, the difference that we see now, as mm-hmm. even to the point of the back and forth between Hamilton's letters to Aaron Burr and Burr's letters to Hamilton insulting each other back and forth, and the just, like, (sighs) the the -the over-the-top, extra-flourished, like, just absolute biting insults. Like, if I got some of the insults that were thrown back and forth between the two of them, whether the Broadway versions or the real versions of it, I would feel proud and insulted at the same time that somebody took the time to be that thorough in trying to verbally eviscerate me. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, no, like, they were, like, the shade that was thrown was palatable even in a living room watching it on TV. Yeah. Like, it was... Well, like, and it was also, it was the <laughs> modern spin that it was put on it too, right? Like, you had the correspondence between Burr and Hamilton, but the way that Jefferson and Hamilton went out was a rap battle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I loved that. Maybe one of the best decisions in the whole Same. thing, uh, making right. those debates a rap battle. Yes. It feels so. It was a fantastic right. take. So and like that's like another how... thing too is the. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say just how else would you do it because. It keeps up with the same pace of how Miranda likes to deliver things, but also keeps an interest because, you know, those things are like, I don't have another word for it, hoity-toity, like, back and forth. Now, granted, like, yeah. the verbiage that they use, like you said, the words was really eloquent and, like, to the point and could be viper-like with just two phrases and everything, but to keep it modern and to keep interest of the audience, mm-hmm. turning it into a rap battle was spectacular. Yeah. It's still got the Viper feeling, yeah. just, you know, something that we know now, besides mumble rap. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, mumble rap. Um, but yeah, uh, no, and it's also, <laughs> it, it, it also goes to, like, the musical style of the whole musical. Like, it was a mismatch of, like, 80s and early 90s hip-hop, with modern mm-hmm. hip-hop, with jazz with traditional kind of Broadway big band style music with R&B like it, all of those things coming together to tell the story like what would uh, what would you call Jonathan Groff's songs what style would you put those in besides like I have nothing besides like traditional Broadway yes. stand and belt yes. but the, like, right yeah that's exactly what it is Although but I would it's say also, it's also almost a parody of the traditional stand and belt Broadway with the la da 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 da, and then he's like everybody, like to sing along, <laughs> like almost like, <laughs> like what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> well, that, that's actually the thing uh, that I actually really appreciate about uh, the stage performance versus the cast album. Um, in the cast album, you get to that part of uh, that initial song from King George, and it's very light and lilty, and it's da 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 everybody, ha 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 la da da da. <laughs> and on the stage, he uh, gets to that point, it's like, uh, everybody, 
boom! Like it's a command that he's just dem yeah. sarcastically yeah. demanding it and just gets so heated with it. And seeing that, that side of the character after hearing it so many times, it, it just right. added that much more texture to what I was already uh, understanding from the whole thing. Like, it, I, I love that, the, actually. The song, What Comes Next, where he says, I'm so blue. And the cast recording, it's just, I'm so blue. And it just keeps going. But after seeing, like, the, the musical, he's, I'm so blue. And he pauses everything he's doing and yeah. slams the ground with his scepter for the light to turn blue. And he goes, yeah. and then continues on <laughs> yep. with his business. Like... <laughs> oh. Yeah, like even better uh, after John John Adams is elected and he uh, jumps in with his whole bit about how John Adams is going to be eaten alive. He and he goes over to the side of the stage, sits down on a little box, and starts like getting all giddy like a kid, uh -huh. <laughs> and just stays there like for half the next scene. Just yeah, yep. yeah. It, it's it, like I'm just that here was for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> President John Adams. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> oh, it, it, amazing. Oh, and uh, one quick correction, because uh, I was just uh, looking up uh, the Hamilton mixtape, by the way. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, highly recommend it. Give some uh, fun additional takes on some of the other uh, songs in this. But uh, when I said um, Hercules Mulligan was based on DMX, I was wrong. It's based on Busta Rhymes. And I was reminded of this mm. because the mixtape version of my shot was featuring it has, Busta. It has Busta, so, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it was Busta, yeah, no, like, it, uh, Nate Roos, and the, the Roots. It's at the very yeah. end of the musical. Okay. I think we were watching it, Mike. Yeah. Uh, and you were like, is that Busta Rhymes singing that? Like, you were, you were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, what it the was, hell am I watching? <laughs> It was an, um, uh, I, I think the mixtape actually was an amazing thing that they uh, did to throw in mm -hmm. after the uh, the play had gotten so much acclaim. Uh, and right. I don't know if any other Broadway show has done something like that before, just to be able to add a little extra something just for the fans. And the fact that not only did they do an album of different versions with popular artists for the fans, but they even did music videos to go along with it to give a little extra something to those new takes. It, yeah. Right. I don't know. There's just so much about this uh, show that has just continued to add on to itself over and over again in different mediums, in different ways that, I don't know, it just... It feels like this show is the gift that keeps on giving. Like, we could be around 20 years from now, and there are still going to be new takes, new ways of trying to present something about this that nobody had thought of before, and it all just you mean, continues to fuel creativity. You mean, like, all the, the memes and stuff? So, speaking of TikTok, speaking of TikTok, uh, one of my favorite <laughs> ones I've seen recently... It was the the intro song, you know, it's like, me, I loved him, me, I trusted him, and me, yeah. I'm the damn fool that shot him. It, There was a Star Wars take on it in relation to Anakin Skywalker's Alexander Hamilton. Yes. And it was like, me, I'm the damn fool that shot him was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, it was, oh. I'll have to send it to you. It is. It was fantastic. I was like, yeah. And see, I appreciate that coming from this because of like being able to apply it and like the jokes that come from it. Yeah. The example, the what did I miss that Mike did earlier? Um, well, there was just, another one just, that uh, you, I, I really need to send you. That was uh, that when it was uh, me, I died for him. It was just me, I died for him. Me, I died for him. Me, I died for him. It's just everybody <laughs> that uh, it was, and you me, know, the clone the troopers, the uh, pad, uh, <laughs> the um, the younglings. Uh, this, 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 just everybody that Anakin either killed or uh, died for him during the Clone Wars. And it was, a, like, it went on for, yep. like, a, a solid, like, 20-second stretch. It, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think I've seen the one you're talking about. I like yes. that clip because, like, me, I died for him. Me, I died for him. Me, I died for him. And me, I'm the guy who died for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. And Mike's just shaking his head at us. is great. <laughs> I don't TikTok, so I don't know what the hell y'all are talking about. We'll you, fix that. You do when I we'll, send we'll you videos. It. It's fine. <laughs> 
No, we won't fix it because Trump's about to outlaw it. <laughs> you say that, uh, and yet maybe. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now. Still trying to... Give it a second. The internet always wins. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. If he bans TikTok and brings back Vine, I will vote for him forever. Because as yep. everybody knows, I live my life to do it for the Vine. <laughs> the, the part that I, I just I find hilarious is talking about uh, TikTok being banned, and then this last week you had the big congressional hearing with all the big tech companies, uh, and you know ev everybody's trying to go in on Facebook, you know, saying, "Oh, they're definitely a monopoly." And then at the same time that TikTok is being talked about being banned, uh, Facebook is saying, oh, by the way, remember Instagram and how we did Instagram stories? We have a new thing called Instagram Reels. It's going to be like TikTok, only Instagram. And I'm just looking at that going, you know, if you ban TikTok, yeah, there are reasons why you could justify it, but you're only going to be feeding the beast that is Facebook if you do that. So, you know, honestly... Well, I still think... <clears throat> We're both Who do you fear more, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg or China? Honestly, I'm willing to roll the dice on this one. I'm not. <laughs> but speaking of that, my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite memes ever. It's it's a picture of Mike. Like, it's a picture of Mark Zuckerberg when he was at a congressional hearing, and he's got like this kind of glazed over, like staring off into space look in his eyes. And it's like, the moment you realize that all you were trying to do was set up something where you could rank hot girls, and now you're in front of a Congressional Judiciary Committee. <laughs> yeah. Gosh dang it. Like... <laughs> and with that, I think our review of Hamilton's about done. So guys, well, so thank to just, we, well, we are no, now wait, 57, what? Well, I was just going to say, you your got? overall takeaways from Hamilton. Oh, yes. <laughs> Duh. Because, uh, you know, <laughs> we kind of skipped it that It is point. a review. <laughs> it is a review. Uh, I mean... Right. Wait, I, am I, I think the one my... that's keeping everything on the rails right now? <laughs> I I, I think Ooh. my love is pretty <laughs> obvious on this one. Uh, I will continue to encourage anybody and everybody I meet to check it out because Hamilton... Mike, what you got? So that's that's just it, Brad? Just Hamilton? What is this, the the voter die campaign from 2004? Uh-huh. Aaron uh -huh. Burr's smile more. Wow, good, good timely <laughs> comment. You know, maybe you should go... Maybe you should Pokemon go to the polls. Oh, I could do that, too. Um... <laughs> eh. But no, no, I, I'm just saying Hamilton, just because Hamilton and Hamilton, because no. it's freaking Hamilton. Do we need to, do we need to make sure that there's no Kool-Aid in his house? No, he can drink the Kool-Aid. It's fine. He's a, he's a grown adult. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. What do you think, Kyla? Well, I asked you, but okay. Um, so I really enjoyed it uh, for someone who is not a history person in any aspect whatsoever. I know. A... <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? Like, I love hearing about it. It does not get retained really well. I have to, like, constantly read. It's, I it's not know. There's a reason why I teach STEM. <laughs> not history or English. Um, <laughs> but as someone who doesn't really like that but really enjoys musicals, it was a fantastic musical in and of itself because the story it's told was beautiful. As someone yeah. who will occasionally partake in history and like enjoy it while I do, just doesn't stick with me. I also enjoyed that because I was turning to Mike constantly, going like, "Wait, did he really have an affair?" And he was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh, oh." He's yes, like, "Yeah, he, it was bad." Or like, and then he outed himself in the papers about it. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> like I, he thought that I was the smart thing to do. No recollection for it, or my right. teacher might not have covered it. It could have been a combination of both those things. Actually, if we're being honest here. It was fascinating to hear about it because you're like, oh, okay, so our history is a little bit more interesting than a bunch of old white dudes who came together like mathematics. Like, it's 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 fascinating. So, I mean, it's it's really enjoyable. Just don't take every single word as 100% historical factual truth. Do a little bit more reading on the side to go along with it, and 10 out of 10 mm -hmm. would recommend. But 7.3, too much spitting. 
thank you for getting that. <laughs> I love the spinning floor. It was actually just a joke and to make Mike break. So now I made them both break. It's great. <laughs> Mike, with everything that I am, with everything that I made up, I hate you right now. No, you don't. <laughs> Mike, what did you think? Give me a second. Uh -huh. do, do you need a sip of coffee? Okay. <laughs> no, it's all gone. I need vodka. Well, that's now. your fault. Um, <laughs> no, look, as as somebody that is a history person, um, like you said, do we need to take it as a hundred percent historical truth? No, God, no, absolutely not. It's entertainment. It's entertainment to tell a story of men that did this amazing thing and specifically this one man and how he touched an entire history of the world mm -hmm. and his contribution to it and also his contribution to the men around him and what the men around him went to do they're flawed it's a very yeah. real look at these men it's also a very real look at the women that are involved as well the one one of the things i really liked is how the closing of the musical shifts to Eliza Hamilton and how she lived another 50 years and how she became a philanthropist and how she opened the biggest orphanage in New York and how she petitioned and how she contributed to raising the funds to get the Washington Monument built in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. the, the moving of the Capitol to Washington, D.C. The fact that it's kind of a it's a it's a throwaway line between Madison and Jefferson, like, oh, like, we can always move the capital to the south, maybe somewhere near the Potomac. Like, all yep. of those kinds of just little nuggets that are sprinkled in that history people get that may go over somebody else's head or they may not, like, oh, you know, it's... Like, oh, that's a cool little reference. I was like, no, that's awesome. Like, I loved the fact that they did that. I also loved the fact that we saw, like I said, we saw a very real representation of these men and the time that they were in. What do you keep looking at? What the hell are we, you uh, doing? We keep talking about, uh, you know, it's not uh, necessarily a, a an accurate historical uh, document, but if you do want accurate historical uh, references for all oh, of this... Oh, sweet Jesus, is he... Oh, my God. Don't forget to go check out the actual uh, biography for Alexander Hamilton that the play was based on by Ron Chernow. Amazing. It's a little bit yeah. thick, but you, you know you can always book. go. You can always go check <laughs> it out on for... Audible. Also, if you like to play, you can always get the behind-the-scenes book with lyrics and all the behind-the-scenes notes and production uh, details, just for fun, because you know, necessary. Thanks for breaking my concentration. Um, but Nerd. I will say because I will just keep rambling. I will keep rambling on and on and on about this. The play's fantastic. Extra. The music's amazing. Just for fun. Hamilton Papers. Um, <laughs> no, look, the play is fantastic. Like I said, the music's amazing. The fact that we told a period piece with modern music and kind of a mismatch of different styles of modern music mixed with old school, mixed with traditional probably is amazing. But the one thing that I will always come back to is, like you said, Brad, this is a character in history that is really glossed over. But I thought it was absolutely amazing that every major figure in this play told the story of his life from their perspective. And it really hammered yeah. home exactly how much he influenced everybody around him that built the country and how much like how much of a almost behind the scenes figure he was. Not in a yeah. behind the scenes sense like everybody wanted Jar Jar Banks to be, you know, Emperor Palpatine. But behind the scenes in that, like, he was a great thinker that influenced a lot of people in his time and how these men took what they learned from him and his interactions and everything and went on to build what we're sitting in today. Well, I mean, just think about the fact that there are only two of our founding fathers who uh, signed both the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution uh, whose influence is still heavily seen today, but were not president of the United States. It's Alexander Hamilton and Benjamin Franklin. And yep. that's it. 
So to be able to say yep. that you have, uh, he's one of two guys that were part of the founding fathers and was that influential without ever obtaining the presidency or even really running for it in the first place, that yep. says a lot about him. And it also, before I, before we wrap up, I also really okay. like the fact that they really hammer home that at this time, political office was a, was a duty. Yes. It was something that you did to make your world around you better. They weren't career politicians. They were men that wanted to make their country better for the betterment better. of everybody. Yeah. And it was the guys that did start to become but... career politicians like Aaron Burr that you saw suffer the most. Yep. Sorry, I could, I'm, I'm going to stop talking because I can just ramble on and on and on for like another hour and a half about this. So it's fair. So, uh, yeah, I think we all can say that it was fantastic and we all uh, encourage others to watch it. Yes, 100%. Uh, but with that, now that we are officially at an hour and six minutes, uh, guys, thank you for sticking around this long, if you've stuck around this long, for like the, the one of you that is still here. Uh, we love you. Uh, and with that, please do not forget... If you have not already, as always, be sure to follow us uh, over on Facebook and like the video and subscribe to us and like the video over on YouTube. And if you like checking out our stuff but don't always have time for, for the videos, you can always get the audio of all of our live streams and interviews over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Stitcher because we are all the places all the time because we love you. Just like China, <laughs> we're watching you. Sorry, uh, I don't real? think we have the watching technology. No, 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 no. More like always well, no, no, we trying. definitely are nowhere near Google. Uh, although, speaking of Google, please, please, Google overlords, let this video get out. We, we would love it if you did. With that, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, until next time, I'm Brad, that's Mike, that's Kyla, we're Dallas Geek, and see ya. Bye-bye, Al. Bye-bye.